Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I'm your co-host, Andy Rieger, joined by my good friend, Matt Best Basinger. Buddy. Best buddy. I'm going to keep saying that until you say it first. Whatever. He's of Swell Spark. We're drinking whiskey in our coffee this morning. We're in the Let It Fly Media Studios, and we're joined from M-Prize Bank by Miss Jackie Wise. Today's guest is Chris Smith. Chris is the founder of the Athlete Network, based at, here in Kansas City. Chris, right. welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Chris, thank you for wearing... An Aloha shirt today. It's Aloha Friday. It's Aloha Friday. If you guys have ever listening to this, seen June Jones coach a football game, <laughs> that is what Chris looks like right now. It's great. Hey, Chris, softball question, football question. No, it's a softball question. What do you do? Great question. So athletic organizations across the world are overwhelmed with about 30 apps to communicate and engage their athletes. Our software centralizes all those apps for their coaches and athletes into one super network and allows them to increase engagement and efficiency. So instead of going to 30 places, you go to one place. And when you say athletes all over the country, are you talking about middle school, high school, college, professional? Our, our market right now is college and professional. We're trying to get into high school and associations. Mm -hmm. So what is it that, what is the, the specific thing that when those organizations, those schools, those schools or organizations, I guess everyone to call it, when they say we need Athlete Network, what is it that they are specifically needing? Great question. A centralized database of their coaches and athletes where they can communicate their services and programs to. Right now, it's very decentralized. Each team's coach, to be honest, our industry is about 10 years behind. They're still using Excel spreadsheets to try to manage their current and former athletes. So centralization into one hub or network is the number one reason people sign up with us and partner with us. So it's a CRM more or less for it's a, it's alumni? A it's a network. Current and former athletes, um, when you're a former athlete, you want to stay engaged with your club or program. Uh, you wore the jersey. Schools, because of the constant turnover, they're missing the boat. They're not embracing their former players. They reach out to you once a year saying, give us money. But if they would continue to engage them, the coaches send them videos saying, hey, this is what's going on with the program. There's a huge support, not just in time, but in money from that segmentation. Every coach is trying to do that with Excel spreadsheets. They can't do it. They keep kicking it down. With our platform, it's really easy to get a video out, constant communication. If you're a competitive current athlete, you literally have up to 30 apps they're trying to get you to use. Compliance app, mental health apps, career education apps, nutrition apps. The engagement's very low on all these because no one knows where to access them. So if I'm a current athlete, I go into my KU Athlete Network. It knows based on who I am, what's available to me, shows it to me. The school can see if I'm using it or not. Some of those are native apps to us, but we also allow third-party apps in the system. So it's really that cohesion and centralization. And then what is the end goal that this – let's start with schools and then let's talk about pro because I'm sure it's a little bit different. Sure. So with schools, I think you might have alluded to it a little bit in – it's keeping the athletes engaged so that they look as, and I'm guessing here, so they look like as strong of an alumni organization. It leads to more money. It leads to easier recruiting, maybe. That's right. When, you, when you're at college and you recruit a young man or woman, you're telling the mom and dad they're coming in an environment that's going to support them. Every school has a slogan, once a Jayhawk, always a Jayhawk. Once a warrior, always a, a warrior. The problem is without tech, there's no way to show the always part, right? Once the jersey comes off, you're done. You never hear from them. So when an athlete starts as a freshman, our program will show them exactly as a freshman, here's everything you need to do to be successful. Athletes have a lot of um, sexual education curriculum they have to do, 
compliance forms. Right now, they live on multiple uh, applications. So what happens is they miss them, then the school gets in trouble. With our platform, everything is centralized in that one spot. So it keeps the kid eligible, it keeps them compliant, but more importantly, very few will be pro. So it helps them on a journey to leverage those traits of an athlete to get a good job one day, which is, even though it, it's a sales pitch, it is what they're telling mom and dad. When colleges recruited me, they said, we're gonna take care of your son. He's gonna get a great education. If he goes pro, great, but if not, we're gonna help him get a great job. So let, let's put a pin in that for a second. Let's back up a little bit. You're the founder and CEO of this company. You started it eight, 12 years. How, how long have you been doing this? We've been doing what we do today since 2018. I, right. We did a big pivot. Yep. I originally started a job placement service for athletes back in 2005. Is that Athletes for Hire? Is that yep, right? That's yep. right. Yep. I was working for a company called Eli Lilly, big pharmaceutical company, and uh, hated science. Just took the job for money. <laughs> um, Started to see a lot of my teammates really struggling back then. Uh, your identity is lost. You're a big yep. deal. You had a goal, right? Athletes are great goal setters. All of a sudden, no one cares about who you are and you have no goals. That's why the drug and addiction rate is so high among athletes. They're self-medicating. I know it sounds crazy, but I think the athlete mindset's a disease. And I think it needs continued therapy and support. The same voice in our heads that got us up at 4.30 to work out doesn't go away when you're done competing. And so I wanted to help athletes transition into the workforce. So I did that for quite a while. We worked with over 500 colleges across the country, over a million student athletes went through our services, but then tech started coming into our industry. And all of a sudden I would talk to these young men and women and they were more lost because they had 15 different applications to use. No one knew what was going on. And we said, hey, let's pivot to a software company, centralize all this, one spot for all athletes, one login, current or former, shows them exactly what they need to do and it'll right. grow. So, and I get to experience this a little bit. I, I was a former athlete at KU, right? And That's so right. I remember when we transitioned to your platform. Yep. And, and so you're dealing with a couple different things, right? You're dealing with this as far as engagement of current student athletes with the hope that they eventually, when they become former student athletes, that they retain that engagement. And that this community that Andy was talking about grows and that schools can continue to uh, be engaged and be in touch with their former student athletes and have hopefully just all sorts of good things that happen when folks are more connected, right? That's right. But the challenge is we instituted this in 2018 and there are decades of former student athletes who, wh where are they, right? That's right. And then you have, not to pick on folks that are maybe a couple years older than me, but folks who maybe didn't grow up with technology who don't fully under, they're like, hey, I have four apps on my whole phone. That's right. Why, you're, this, the problem that you're talking about of 30 apps or whatever, that doesn't actually help me. Sure. How does your kind of re-engagement look specifically for those former student athletes? And what's your, what's your sales pitch as far as how you know, how you talk about schools that this is going to help sure. and that you can do a good job of re-engaging former Fantastic student athletes? questions. So the first thing we did is years ago, we launched an iOS and Google app. We realized we're kind of causing and fueling the problem here. So we've re-architectured the software, what's called a PWA. You're gonna hear a lot more about this. You don't have to download an app anymore. It functions as a website or an app. What's that stand for? Uh, PWA, <laughs> Progressive <laughs> Web Application. Awesome, thank you. So with a PWA, you don't have to go to Google or the App Store anymore. You literally can put the icon on your phone. It functions just like an app without using your camera or some of the features on your phone. So with the older population of our, our network, We've made it real easy. They can click on a URL and access it, or they can use it like an app. Um, and really anyone over 40, that's what they're doing. Sure. 
Um, the next thing we did is we said, your athletes want to hear from you all in not a fan way. That's the problem with Facebook and Twitter is I played, I wore the Jersey. I need to be spoken to like when I was on campus. So it's very easy for the coaches and the athletic administration in a private setting to communicate with us mm -hmm. things that they don't want out there on Facebook and Twitter. Sure. So right off the bat, you have an ease of use. You've got communication from the staff. The second thing is we made it real easy for you to get tickets to play to their egos. If you lost your bull ring or your letter winner jacket, you can submit a form to get that. If you want tickets to a game or you're coming to campus, you now have a place to submit your form. You've seen it since you're at KU. I've seen it since I was at Hawaii. I've had six athletic directors. Hmm. This hamster wheel eternal, you get very disconnected. Yep. And then when you get that letter once a year in the mail asking for money, it, it pisses you off. Yep, yeah. Communicate with I me. wasn't an athlete, and it still pisses me there off. There you go. <laughs> so when I, mean, I, I, I was an athlete, you know, just not. You look like an athlete. This. This, this feels awkward all of a sudden. This does feel awkward. <laughs> yeah. Continue, Chris. <'cause laughs> I got a little uncomfortable with that long stare in each other's <laughs> eyes there. Um, that ran track. <laughs> so when I took my family back to Hawaii, I filled out a form. They knew I was coming. They took my kids on a tour. They, my son got to see the trophy of the bowl game. I went, what'd that do to my ego? Made me feel great, right? Yeah. Next time I, they do a campaign to raise money for the locker room, yeah, you took care of me. This isn't complicated stuff. They just weren't doing it. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the business more specifically. Oh, that was my question. Okay, God. do it. Hey, you know what? It is your question. Take it, Andy. That's right. All right. You guys need to hug it out, man. We we, we do all we the love time. each other. We do love each other. You want us We're to be like this for the rest of the for the rest of this conversation? Arms are around each other. It's we'll really be, we'll make it more awkward for you. It's really cute. So we sort of get a foundation. We sort of have an understanding at call it ten thousand feet of yep. what Athlete Network is. How did you start it? Well, I mean, we understand the foundation as to why it needed to exist and all that, so we don't need to be in the philosophical side, but actually walk us through the beginning foundation, what year, what your steps were, and right before the show, you said you have 30 people. Like, how do you go from, this is a missing link, to 30 people? Yeah, so great question. There's a lot of- it's all, it's all programming for, it, the, for the listeners. For, for this now is, it is. This, yep. is, this is not like a, a, they're not sports agents that are out nope. there like talking their mouths. This We're is at like web applications. That's correct. Um, the journey has been interesting. I, I didn't realize how big of a part athletics was to me until it was over. And I, like I mentioned earlier, I went to work for Lily. I was doing really well. And my bosses kept saying, what are you doing? I just work. If you play at the college level or higher, you have a pretty strong work ethic. Um, if you can learn how to cross pollinate that into life or business, you're going to be okay. The problem and how I started it was, and I hate saying it because it hits deep, is I started having teammates commit suicide. Um, this is a big problem. Uh, it's a big problem today. And I couldn't understand why I was able to transition and use my athlete mindset, but so many weren't. Then I realized my dad played college football. I had a great support structure. A lot of athletes don't. They're on campus. Now you can't even sneeze on campus without getting someone giving you a Kleenex. We're doing everything for these athletes. And then they're done and there's like no support. So I wanted to give them the next opportunity, which is why we started the career. I figured the next sport is their career path. If I can network with companies all across this country and tell them you're interviewing wrong, Athletes are not gonna have traditional resumes. You want those non-cognitive skills of coachability, desire, um, work ethic. They're not gonna pass your interview. I did it at Lilly. We're a Fortune 200 company. Everything we did, an athlete, a traditional athlete couldn't get a job there. So I made a business out of that. The entrepreneurial mindset kicked in. 
um, just started driving to colleges all across the country, would do seminars to seniors, teaching them how to transition uh, to the workforce. So that's how it started. We grew, we had an office in Atlanta, we had an office in the Bay Area. It was a very transactional business. I was on campus, I help a young Matt, help him get a job, then we're done. There was no longevity to it. The three of us could literally start that business after this podcast. I started getting more and more into tech and realized the value of SaaS, how this can be repeatable. Instead of transactional, we do four to five year contracts now um, from clients who are going to pay. And your contracts are with the schools, with not that. with the student athletes. That's correct. Yep. We don't, everything's free for the student athlete. Yep. Um, so we decided in 2018 to pivot the business. We scaled it way back, shut our, we had like 25 people in our Atlanta office. We shut it back down and pivoted to tech. Well, one of my mentors told me people are like shoes in a company, right? You need different shoes for different people. If you've got a soccer player, you need soccer shoes. I didn't have tech people in my company. I had professional service people. So we had to rebuild and start building and pivot. Um, in 2019, we launched this version of the software, shot out of a cannon, had the top schools in the country using Clemson, LSU, Penn State. And then in 2020, COVID hit and literally shut down our industry. So the journey has been a bunch of tacking. I'm a former sailor, like the winds are gonna change. You gotta tack, but as long as you know where the lighthouse is, you just keep going, right? And that that's how we got to where we're at. So we, we also, sorry. No. Uh, so we earlier were talking a little bit about how one of your investors, if I'm hearing correctly, yeah. was talking to you about some general strategy or some talking points that sure. they gave you feedback, whatever. Walk us through really how you raise the capital. Sure. Is it all equity capital? Is it debt capital? You know, sort of how that side of the business works. Yeah, this is a great topic that honestly I've made mistakes on. I, uh, I wish I understood earlier in my entrepreneurial career how to raise capital because you should have called Jackie wise. I should have called taken care of you. you know? now, now I'm wise to do it. Um, <laughs> I just got a That's dad good. joke, book. That, that, that is good. Um, Hi Jackie from Emprise bank. We love you. So we, our TAM is global. Athletics is the $650 billion industry. It's massive. So investors, when I started signing up these big schools and we're aggregating all these athletes, there's a tremendous amount of power in the data that we're aggregating. Um, Dick Sporting's Goods has reached out to us and said, can you tell us in counties how many former golfers or tennis players? We have a really strong data set. We, it's agnostic. We don't sell data from an individual. But LinkedIn's building the economic graph of the world. We're going to try to build the athlete graph of the world. Because we're central. You could, you could probably sell that. Just it's you're not going to tell them who is who, but That's just right. like there's the a lot insights. of people here and here and here exactly. And because we have we have data you're not getting on Facebook and LinkedIn and other tools. So um, I had I quickly got a lot of interest from investors, but I didn't know what I was doing. I took too much money up front, gave up too much equity, um, burned through millions of dollars trying to figure out processes. I think. A lot of entrepreneurs, hopefully, I'm not the only one who's made that mistake, but... First one. Yeah, first one ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ever heard of stories similar. That's right. That's my athlete mindset, criticizing myself. Um, so we, we've we raised millions and millions of dollars from institutional and private, um, private angel investors. And the nice thing is, I've to my investor group, I've always put goals and I've, I usually accomplish them and I communicate with them. So... I've been blessed to have people that continue to back me. So we're a combination of, we have some debt and equity. 
uh, we've done probably three rounds. Tech is extremely expensive. Um, it's my salaries of my staff are have to be high. And in the Midwest now, like we're talking about, I'm competing against the coast. So that's our next iteration is to do another big round when we hit certain benchmarks. And we really want to take this company global. How do you define benchmarks? Number of schools, number yep. of professional. And I guess that's a good question. Just yep. how many schools do you currently work yep. with? How many professional teams? Did you just compliment yourself on coming up with a good question? It was a good question. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> Andy, that was a great question. Thanks, Chris. Um, Appreciate the acknowledgement. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, So So we're, we've launched over 100 athlete networks. Um, we're getting into sports commissions now. Uh, we're going to be launching on the East Coast, the athlete network for the sports commission there to manage all their races and events for their athletes. So our TAM is, is really big. The way we benchmark it is the growth, the um, lifetime value of the customer. Because we're SaaS product, your churn has to be low. And the way you evaluate churn is if people are engaged in getting results, they're going to keep signing up. So. We just went through our first cycle of renewals because we do four to five year contracts and the, the renewal rate's going really well, which gives us confidence the business model is good. Um, and then we have a goal when we get to a certain amount of networks, we'll trigger it because our valuation will go up to do our next raise. Sure. I have lots and lots of other questions that oh, they, I'm not gonna ask. They're probably not good questions. They're, they're great questions, but this is, let me be brief. So we got to start wrapping up. Which is hey. not my strength. So. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, we share some Hawaii love, right? I have two stores in Hawaii. Right. You've been to one of them. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Shameless so self-promotion right you there, are, It's job. not even, it's just, it's full of, there's no shame. I've You're never right. even been to Hawaii. You should go. Did Let's you know go. that Matt was on one of those pick your home shows? I was what, on what? a Hawaiian reality oh, TV really? show. Yeah. What was it called? Uh, Hawaii Life. Oh, Hawaii Life. My wife loves that show. But uh, Hawaii is a beautiful place. So that may or may not be the answer here. Did you uh, buy a home there? We did. Wow. Another story for another day. Yeah. There's a little jingle that goes along with it. Okay. Uh, it was season nine, episode 13, if That's I remember. Correct. Wow, Andy. Good job. It's 913. Awesome. It's easy because we have that area code. <laughs> um, unrelated to business, unrelated to having kids or getting married. Okay. What's the coolest thing you've ever done? That's an awesome question. Um, this is not an awesome it's question. It's awesome. Your <laughs> question is great, question. but that's an awesome question. Um, Unrelated to kids and all that. So after the 2016 Olympics in Rio, I, the Olympic Committee is a client. I was invited to speak to the Olympians and I had to follow President Obama, who's one of the greatest orators of all time. So I thought that's probably one of the coolest things I did. I was in Washington, D.C. All the athletes were at the White House meeting with Obama and then they had to hear from me. So I thought it was a, a cool experience. That is awesome. It's really rad. We, not, I'm taking this back because I'm selfish, but Obama came to our Hawaii location. I saw the pictures, man. Uh, unbelievable experience as well. So we, we have all sorts of yep. links and connections. Um, My kid loved your place out there, by the way. I appreciate it. It was really well run. Uh, your kid would not love our place. <laughs> your kid would love our place. My kid's parents the, will love at your At the place. appropriate yeah. age. <laughs> Chris, on behalf of Emprise Bank, Let It Fly Media, Jay Rieger & Co., Swellspark, so grateful for what you're doing, uh, you know, individually and, sure. and as one who cares for my former college KU. Uh, grateful and excited for what you're going to continue to do. So thanks for making time with us here on Let Me Be Brief. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for all you do for Kansas City, guys.